nothing I was doing was working. It just felt like a, it felt like an impossible wall to break through. I remember waking up like it literally I'm not talking about waking up in bed. I mean like a, a, a very very loud wake up call in my life where I had to finally sit down and have a really difficult conversation with myself about what am I doing like who am I with what am I doing is this what I'm happy with is this it this is not happiness this is not true partnership right now and I had to have that conversation surrounding what I was gonna do who like I it was like I couldn't recognize myself anymore and when you get to a point where you're that far beyond being you that's a really dark heavy and low space to be in Welcome to the Pave Your Paradise podcast. I'm Mandy Ross, international media personality, speaker, writer, life cheerleader, and coach. Each episode, I'll share a guest or an idea to help you blast through your limiting beliefs, nourish your soul, and connect with yourself to take your relationships, health, business, and life to a next level. We don't play small, we're meant for great things. We take our struggles and turn them into slam dunk successes. This is the place for you to create your best you so you can pave your personal path to paradise. Are you with me? Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to the show. I'm Mandy and first off, I just want to thank you so much for tuning in and for your continued support if you are a regular listener. Your subscriptions, your reviews, and your shares mean the absolute world to me and I feel honored for you to be spending your time with me. I'd love to know what you're doing while you're listening to me right now. Are you walking, driving, are you doing stretching and yoga in your pajamas in the living room? No personal experience there. Uh, Wink, wink. Are you cleaning? Let me know on social media. Share a story of how you love to listen to Pave Your Paradise and you just never know when I'll feature it. You might just wake up to your face on my stories, so I'm just giving you a warning there. I do have a special announcement that I'm going to be making at the end of today's show, so please listen until the very end because I don't want you to miss out on it. For today's topic, I just want to get right into it because it's Something that I've wanted to share about for a while. I finally have the opportunity to with you guys here on Pave Your Paradise podcast. So I'm going to just get right into it. Today's topic is how to spot narcissism in your relationships and how to deal with one if there is one in your life. Boom. Yes, I know it's a bit of a heavy topic today, but there is a very powerful reason behind why I want to produce this episode for you guys. The reason is because narcissists or people with narcissistic tendencies can literally make your life a living hell, especially when you're unaware of what's really going on. And I don't want that to happen to any of you guys listening out there. They can create so much unnecessary stress and drama and trauma. And let's be real, ain't nobody, you, me, nobody got to time for that. I'm creating this episode to help you spot when it's happening around you or how to navigate life with someone like that in yours, especially if it's someone who you love. I really want to help you guys to avoid the heartaches and the headaches I've endured learning what that's like firsthand and what it's like to be in an intimate and vulnerable scenario with someone who has narcissistic tendencies. Now, I want to say this first and foremost 
a few covets to this episode. This is by no means ill-directed towards anyone specifically in my life, whether currently or from my past. I really want to make that clear. And while I will be sharing real examples of some of the experiences I've gone through, it's not to paint anyone in a negative light, but merely for you to hopefully use them as insight into what you may be questioning or feeling yourself right now, or could find yourself in a similar position and how to spot that head on. This episode stems from a lot of reflection, awareness, healing, and forgiveness. I know if you're tuning in, you already have an open heart, an open open mind and an open spirit and I only ask that you listen to this one with compassion for those who are really and truly struggling with this. Life with a narcissist can be far from paradise and you deserve to be happy. That is one of the main reasons why I started this podcast was because I want to instill in you and keep reminding you that you deserve to be happy. Just as it's important to talk about ways to pave your path to paradise, I really and truly feel it's equally as important to have conversations around the things that could delay, diminish, and or hurt your process or your progress. As you can count on me for giving you the straight up real deal, this topic is one that isn't as easy for me to discuss as some of the other topics on my show. But I've heard countless stories from friends who are struggling in relationships over the years and having overcome my own experiences with this, I feel it's time to start this conversation conversation and shed the light on this topic. By virtue of me opening up, my only wish is that I can save someone from going through what I did. By knowing what to look for, you can avoid a lot of drama, wasted time and energy, disappointment, losing yourself, heartbreak, and heartaches in your life. So without further ado, let's dive right in. So what is narcissistic personality disorder? I just want to make this very clear. Narcissistic personality disorder is not the same thing as someone who has narcissistic traits. There's a big difference. What is the difference? Well, we all know it's human nature to be selfish and boastful here and there, but true narcissists take it to an extreme level. They don't just have extra self-confidence. What they really don't do is they don't value others' feelings or ideas, and on top of that, they ignore others' needs. And the biggest one of all, they lack empathy. But... There's a big difference between being self-absorbed, often called narcissist, and people joke about this all the time. Oh, you know, he's a narcissist. Oh, she's a narcissist. But there's a huge difference between just being self-absorbed and having that full of yourself attitude and actually having narcissistic personality disorder, which is an actual mental illness. So if you can recognize a few of the following traits, that's someone who's self-absorbed. But if someone you know has most of the following traits I mentioned, chances are they might actually have the mental disorder. And the only person who technically can diagnose that is an actual therapist. The word narcissism actually comes from the Greek myth in which a handsome young man named Narcissist sees his own reflection in a pool of water and falls in love with it. Sound like someone you know? Are people often upset with this individual? Is it hard for them to keep relationships? Do they tend to put themselves first and think they know only the the right way? Someone with narcissistic personality disorder might also think about themselves most of the time and talk only about themselves a lot 
crave attention and admiration, exaggerate their talents and achievements, believe they're quote-unquote special, set extremely unrealistic goals, have wide and fast mood swings, have a very difficult time taking others' feelings seriously, strive to win no matter what it takes, and fantasize about unlimited success, money, and power. I wouldn't be surprised if there's some people running through your mind right now, whether we're talking about public figures and or in your personal life. Here's the thing. Someone like this may appear to have very high self-esteem, but the opposite is probably true. There's a deep sense of insecurity underneath that grand exterior. They want others to be jealous of them, but they're the ones who are envious. They tend to be extremely competitive and threatened by others' achievements. Their relationships are often stormy and short-lived, and they leave a trail of hurt feelings around them. Although they might come across as untouchable, they're actually easily hurt, but they either choose not to show it or tend to do the opposite and overreact in rage. They cannot stand criticism. They make excuses and refuse to take responsibility for any of their flaws and failures. They see themselves as a natural leader who can easily sway others. They usually don't listen and often interrupt. When you're around one, it feels like it's a one-way street, all take and no give. And you'll often hear this in my episodes, especially about relationships. I firmly believe that relationships, it's imperative that they be a give and a take. It has to be a genuine loving exchange. So narcissists, it's like they don't have that wired in their DNA. They just, they don't, they don't have that concept as something that they adhere to. Here's where things can get sometimes confusing. Someone can be a narcissist, but not actually have the disorder. So they might be really self-absorbed and hyper-competitive, but not to the extent that it disrupts their daily life. It's been proven that most people are drawn to narcissists because they find them attractive, charismatic, and they're oftentimes very exciting, the people that kind of stand out in the crowd. And here's the thing, confidence can be very charming, and a lot of successful leaders are often more assertive and demanding. So it can be hard to tell upon meeting someone if they're just confident, naturally, and in a healthy way, or if if they're showcasing potentially signs of being a narcissist. But don't worry guys, I got your back on this. I have plenty of wisdom and insight that I will be sharing in this episode. So let's keep going. So how to actually diagnose a narcissist? Well, there actually are no specific lab tests to confirm a mental disorder. Many professionals do use a narcissistic personality inventory, which is a list of questions that measures things such as how much attention and power someone craves. Personality disorders are long-standing, ingrained, dysfunctional patterns of thinking, behaving, and relating to people that can show up as early as age eight. That age is is important because that's when children start to become aware of how people react to them. So people with narcissistic personality disorders tend not to perceive that they themselves have a mental health problem. And because of that, they may be less likely to seek evaluation or treatment for that. I really believe that it's important to know where something stems from in order to be able to work 
work through it to actually know where was it caused? Where was the initial imprint or impact? Where did that start in order to break through and get through that and overcome whatever that challenge is? So where does narcissism start? Like where does it actually start? That's something that I've always really been curious of. And the exact cause isn't known, but there are several controversial theories around how it can actually happen. Many people in the psychology world think that it's a mix of things from how the person handles stress to how they're raised. A lot of times, and I I will say I'm totally a Freudian believer of the the relationship between your caregivers, your parents, and how you turn out as an adult. And so the following theories I really believe to be the cause. You guys can have your own thoughts and theories on it. But two of the most popular theories around where narcissism stems from. One is that parents who put their children on a pedestal and shower them with endless praise, that can plant a seed of narcissism. But there's also another theory that makes just as much sense to me that is different and that is children who are ignored or abused tend to be self-centered almost as a survival instinct so they feel the need to look out for themselves because no one else will and while we can't prove either of those is a hundred percent a valid cause or reason for why people become narcissists to me those two make sense and it actually when I think about the people in my life that have those tendencies it makes complete sense that's all I'm gonna say treat I'm all about how do we holistically treat something like this? How can someone actually get help? Maybe you have some tendencies you're starting to think about and you want to get treatment. Maybe you know someone who you'd love to help who you think might be struggling out there with some of these. So for treatments, there's no cure for narcissistic personality disorder. However, therapy has been proven to be extremely helpful. So the goal is to build up the person's poor self-esteem and have more realistic expectations of others. Many narcissists tend to abuse alcohol or drugs and it's a pretty common thing actually and it's important to get treatment for the addictions too if they are going to seek treatment. With children, experts suggest that parents who give too much praise need to cut back on it while those who don't pay enough attention attention to their children need to step up and start giving that attention and love that their children deserve. Now there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Narcissists can learn how to relate to others in more positive ways but it really depends on how open they are to critical feedback and how willing they are to change because as I'm going further into this episode you're going to hear my first count on how it has personally impacted me and that can be a very difficult scenario to navigate especially because some of the tendencies are about change and being reluctant to that and also being very dismissive and against critical feedback which most people who have a healthy relationship around that are not going to be the narcissists right I'm about to share something with you guys that I've never opened up publicly about before and again these experiences that I'm about to share with you are not to bash anyone in particular they are simply me sharing from my heart in order to potentially help some of you out there 
either in your current situations or in how to navigate in a situation you might find yourself in. So again, please, I just ask that you listen with complete compassion. I really just want this to be a loving, supportive environment for us to be able to have these kind of conversations, for me to open up about things and hopefully just to positively impact your lives because of it. So with that being said, my personal story begins with intimate relationships, that being my dating life. (laughs) And I laugh now, but I can say that I've actually been through quite a lot in the few years that I've been on this planet in my intimate relationships with men. I have dated more than one person who had extremely prevalent narcissistic tendencies. I am an empath. There's theories about how empaths typically attract narcissists because empaths are very compassionate, very innocent. They always want to help and fix situations. If you're an empath, you want to be a source of love. You want to support. You want to encourage other people around you. And unfortunately, narcissists want to take full advantage of that. Because of that, it can make for an incredibly tumultuous, traumatizing, and toxic relationship and environment. And if you've ever been in that situation where you've either been the empath and have dealt with a narcissist or you've seen an empath and a narcissist together, there's so much toxicity. It's like the people around you can actually feel the vibe and the energy of that disrespect, that toxicity, that unhealthy vibration in the air. It's pretty powerful, I will say, because I've experienced it myself personally, but I've also been around couples that showcase that dynamic of narc and empath. And it's not something you really want to be around if I'm being very honest with you. Bottom line, it's a really unhealthy, imbalanced and chaotic situation. And it's not something I would ever wish on anyone, but it does happen. And it's actually quite prevalent. Hence why I'm creating this episode, because I really feel like it's something that I see and hear about so often now that it needs to be talked about. And if I need to be the catalyst of positive change in that area, then I am happy to be that catalyst. I want to move away from the focus and emphasis being on the people that I've dated who have extreme narcissistic tendencies and focus on the specifics, like the actual examples of things that I can only speak of personal experience being in and feeling firsthand to actually get your mind wrapped around what it's like to be experiencing being in an intimate relationship with a narcissist. The one note that I want to make here too is that this doesn't have to be an intimate partner. There are a lot of people who have narcissists in their lives that could be their parents. That's a huge one. A loved one. It could be a co-worker. It could be a boss, which I'm just going to be honest, sucks. But it could be someone in power. It's usually people in power positions, like in a work environment, because they're natural leaders. They are very powerful. In a hierarchy, they're known as the top. And I'm just going to put that word out there, not to be offensive, but just to be straight up real with you guys. A lot of times it'll feel like they're very ego tripping, like they're very high strung on themselves and they have a lot of ego within themselves. That's the vibe you get from these kind of people. Now, from things that I personally experienced, I'm going to just share this. Please, again, have compassion for the people that I've experienced these things with. I have no hard feelings today. I have done a lot of a lot of meditating and a lot of forgiveness, a lot of prayers around healing for the people that I've experienced the following with. So I have nothing but love and compassion and understanding today. The stuff that I'm about to share with you guys, though, is somewhat heavy. Let's all just take a little breath. 
and fill ourselves up with some good prana because you're going to need it. (laughs) Just saying. This is not the easiest thing for me to share. I will say because I'm such a positive person but again I really think it's important to have these difficult chats and conversations with you guys about things that are not so pretty because this is real life and this shit I'm sorry for the language but this shit happens and it happens to good people I consider myself a really positive good person and a loving soul but you sometimes find yourself in these situations that really make you question and grow and change you forever and I really do believe that they are necessary for the evolution of your spirit so here they are the common traits of narcissists and this is me speaking from a personal place of after effects when I think back to relationships that I've been in with people who have strong narcissistic tendencies perhaps you guys can relate to some of these in your current situation or in past relationships and maybe some sort of light will pop on for you or or come on that will give you some insight into what maybe was going on or what is going on right now and that's my only hope is that this can just be a guiding light a an insight maybe deeper into something that perhaps you're either unaware of or unsure of so some of the stuff that I've dealt with with having partners like this is a lot of manipulation feelings of being bullied and I want to also say I have not been physically abused I'm just putting that out there however that being said these situations that I've been in by virtue of dating people with narcissistic tendencies has also made me well it's made me very much stronger as an individual but it's also made me very aware that emotional abuse can be just as detrimental and just as traumatic as physical abuse and no I have not experienced physical abuse in my life but for the amount of trauma that surrounds the emotional healing that is necessary in order to break through these kind of situations can be a very long process so aside from manipulation and bullying they often twist stories and they do this in a way that it feels like you might start out by saying something very neutral and then maybe you feel vulnerable enough to share or you feel vulnerable vulnerable enough to comment about something maybe you're giving constructive criticism oh my goodness golly like forget it because it'll somehow end up turning around that it's your fault it's so muffed up it's literally like having a mind blank it's traumatizing because in your mind you know that you're coherent you know that you're thinking clearly and somehow by the end of a conversation with someone who's really manipulative and who has an art at twisting stories around somehow it ends up on you that it's your fault because narcissists never ever are at fault in their minds they have zero accountability and they like to play a little thing that I like to call the shame blame guilt trip game and it's pretty straightforward when I say it like that but essentially they like to shame you they like to blame you and they are master guilt trippers there was a lot of put downs in these relationships there's a lot of jabs that don't really seem like initially they are put downs they're kind of these little comments here and there that chip away at your self-esteem it's like they're trying to chip away at your confidence chip away at what makes you bright and beautiful and glowing and light and they just keep chipping slowly slowly like chip 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 here and there these little comments it's not cool but they do it and they do it with an intention 
to bring down your self-esteem. They play on your biggest insecurities. They really like to figure out what it is that you have issues with or surrounding. For some, it might be, you know, there's just so many things that people are insecure about. Maybe it's your weight. Maybe it's like how you speak. Maybe it's something that happened with your mother 15 years ago. Whatever you're insecure about, they will find it out. They're like master investigators. Because here's the thing, when you are actually a healthy person and you actually think you're getting yourself into a healthy relationship, chances are at some point you're going to let your guard down. You're going to be vulnerable. You're going to share with somebody. And narcissists are very charming. They put on a front, especially at the beginning of a relationship, in how they are. And so you feel very safe. You feel like they want to protect you. You feel like you can openly share with them. But really, it's almost like they're collecting ammo to then throw back at you in your face when they get upset with you. And I know that sounds probably insane for some of you who've never dealt with a person like this. I thought it was insane the first few times I actually dealt with it. And literally, you start questioning like, what is going on? It it, it literally feels like nothing you've ever experienced until you experience. It's just one of those kind of scenarios. Aside from that, they also have this tendency to what I, I like to call it the dangling carrot effect. And it's literally like whatever they know you care about, they will speak about it, talk about it, and refer to it as, well, I'll help you in this way, but only if. So it's kind of like they'll dangle like kind of just like in front of your face, but not literally with a carrot and not literally your thing. It's more so like a feeling like they want to get you excited so that you'll only inevitably be let down. They never have an intention of following through. That's the takeaway of that one. They want to dangle something that is important to you in front of you constantly. So you get hyped up, you get excited as you naturally should be in a healthy relationship. You should be able to make plans with somebody. You should be able to rely on them for helping you with things that are important to you. In the case of a narcissist, their only intention is just to bring you down. So ultimately, they'll use whatever tactics they can in order to make that happen. And a dangling carrot is perfect because it allows them to really toy with your emotions and get you really excited and hyped up. And then it's their way of literally like squashing your excitement, squashing your happiness. Another thing is threats. Looking back, I haven't had anything crazy. Otherwise, obviously, I would have ended my relationships at the time. But threats don't always have to be something that need the cops called in for. Threats could be subtle. Threats could be something like, well, I'll leave you if. Well, I'm, you know, if things don't change, I'll da-da-da-da. It's like these kind of things that just toy with your insecurities and maybe if you're someone that really really needs security in your relationships it's very difficult if not impossible to build on a foundation that is not built on trust so if you constantly have someone threatening the stability in your relationship you're never going to be able to build on a solid foundation together so narcissists are skilled Uh, being able to constantly give you this underlying feeling of insecurity and because of that it's pretty much impossible to have a healthy relationship with them. Another thing they're known for and this is not something I've personally dealt with but I know other people who have and it is a common trait is that they really like to isolate you because in their mind if they can get you away from any other person who is healthy or who might actually clue into what the hell's going on between the two of you they want to make sure that you literally can only depend on them and it turns into a very unhealthy codependency. It 
it's such a bad scenario when you're going through something so heartbreaking and you have no one to turn to but that's exactly what they try to create around you is zero support system as mentioned before they can also be extremely jealous and it doesn't have to be in a sense of jealousy for example in an intimate relationship with a partner it doesn't just have to look like them just being jealous of other connections you might have like say if you're a woman if you have guy friends or vice versa if you have female friends it doesn't just have to look like maybe you guys are out and some guy or girl checks you out and they get upset about it it could literally be they actually are jealous of you and what you're doing and what you're accomplishing and that's like that's the psychological twistedness of it it's really just messed up they're really insecure and because of that a lot of times they'll project their shortfalls onto you as your downfalls that's a big takeaway there so for example in the past I've had partners who say they're really insecure about an area of their life they'll turn it around and they'll start criticizing you on that specific area and literally it's just a projection of their own insecurities but they will never say that to you they just want to make you feel like they're tearing you down and that's another thing they'll try to tear down anything that you excel at because again it's like they just want to chip and chip and chip away at your self-esteem and your confidence to make you weak it's essentially trying to make you weak so that you can't stand up to them that's in essence it's kind of just about that for them they speak to you in a condescending way this is definitely I've had this happen in relationships and when you're someone who only speaks from a loving space and you really want to make your words count and make them caring and supportive it can shock you to like a degree that you're not even used to because you you've never been spoken to in that way they talk down to you I'm not just talking condescending like you're someone less than them sometimes they talk down to you in a way that's like you don't even matter like your opinion your voice you do not matter in their eyes and that is never okay I'm telling you this right now because you guys need to hear it that is never okay ever another thing that they will do and I've experienced this is they will either subtly put you down in front of others or they'll put you in an uncomfortable situation around others that they know will make you feel badly. And again, I'm not trying, none of this I want to come across as a victim mentality. These are straight up tendencies and traits that someone is trying to do something ill to you. This is not a poor me attitude. This is a someone is manipulating a situation in order to not have your best intentions at heart. And that's where I'm coming from with these things that I'm mentioning and so that being said it's not that ultimately sure they can't make you feel anything but I will be honest with you I've been in situations before where someone someone who is dating actually has put me in a situation where knowingly they've said or done things in a group of people that they knew over something that I was very sensitive about and they did that on purpose with the intention of just making me feel awkward and that's not something a good partner does your partner's supposed to have your back so situations like that really they put an imprint on you because your soul always knows your gut always knows you always know within that it's not right I think a lot of times it's so easy for you to quiet that voice because part of you doesn't want to believe that it's actually happening and I've been there I'm only saying that because I've been in that situation. So it's really important to actually tune in. And in those situations where you feel like something's extremely off and 
you feel drained, those are the times when you actually need to hear your inner voice and listen in and tune in the most. This is one I've definitely dealt with, especially I'm sure you can't tell. I am a super excited and super positive person. Not all the time, but I'm human, so I have my down days too. But here's the thing. Someone who has a narcissistic personality disorder or has extreme narcissist traits, they will try to bash your excitement. They will try to dim your light. They will try to tear down the joy and happiness that you have. And this is because they are unhappy with themselves. They are not able to have that inner joy. And when they see it in someone, it's as though they can't stand it. It's that jealousy, but it's more than that. It's like an innate desire to bash things that actually are happy and positive around them. Because if you're not happy with yourself, it's the saying, misery loves company. So they will do everything in their power to try and tear that out of you as well so you can join them in that misery. And again, that is not what a healthy partnership or relationship looks like. That is not what is supposed to happen in a healthy relationship. The other thing that tends to happen is they get frustrated with themselves a lot. Because of that, a lot of times they'll just lash out at you. They're really unhappy they're really angry within and for no reason other than just being in a rage they'll just lash out at you they'll blow up on you and they never have an excuse for it because they never do anything wrong like heaven forbid they do something wrong that will never happen in the mind of a narcissist who is really in their element of a power trip like that will just never it wouldn't even occur to them that oh wait I shouldn't be lashing out at her oh I shouldn't be yelling at him in that way like it just doesn't occur to them because they don't they lack empathy that's what it is. A big one for them is trying to get you to be disempowered. Now, you know me and you know I preach about empowerment all the time, whether it's empowering you guys, empowering yourselves, empowering other people. Narcissists are the exact opposite. They want to disempower you so they are the ones in power. They do this by making you question yourself and this actually has happened to me. This is something that is, it's hard for me to share this, but at one point, in one of the relationships I experienced the feeling of actually almost losing myself it became so much about we 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 I was so concentrated especially the empath that I am on making things right on trying everything I could to make this relationship work on being the best me and nothing I was doing was working it just felt like it felt like an impossible wall to break through I remember waking up like it literally I'm not talking about waking up in bed I mean like a, a very very loud wake up call in my life where I had to finally sit down and have a really difficult conversation with myself about what am I doing like who am I with what am I doing is this what I'm happy with is this it this is not happiness this is not true partnership right now and I had to have that conversation surrounding what I was gonna do who like I it was like I couldn't recognize myself anymore and when you get to a point where you're that far beyond being you that's a really dark heavy and low space to be in that is really something that is a challenge to break through and thankfully luckily I was able to not completely fade away and not become so weak that I actually lost myself in that state. I'm going to share some tips with you guys coming up on how to navigate situations. If you're listening right now and you're finding yourself, this is totally resonating with you and you actually are in a relationship with a narcissist, then I definitely have some pointers for you. If you are in a situation where you have a narcissist in your life, I also will have some pointers for you. 
And regardless, I still have a lot to share on what this is all about because it can be a very tricky, confusing, emotional situation to be dealing with. Now, the number one piece of wisdom I can bestow upon any of you on this topic is all the traits that I just mentioned, most of which I've endured, some of which I just wanted to mention because they're common and even though I might not have experienced them, if you guys out there are dealing with a narcissist in your life, you chances are you'll probably deal with a lot of those, at least a bundle of them. It's such a bundle of joy. Yes, no, <laughs> not at all. Of all the traits that I mentioned, they pretty much all stem from the same underlying issue or factor, and that is control. People who are narcissists crave being in control. They need to feel in control because they don't feel in control in their own lives, hence why they feel the need to control you and every little detail in yours. They are a toxic living projection fire of their own downfalls and unfortunately those around them are the ones who actually feel the burn. It's never themselves. I mean ultimately they're struggling inside but unfortunately it's the people around them who typically are the ones that care about them the most that actually feel that nasty burn. So those are a lot of the traits of narcissists. By now you should be identifying some of them if there's someone in your life that you think might be then that might get the light bulb turning on now. All right, guys. So, so far I've gone over what narcissism is and is not. My personal experience dealing with narcissists in my own life, diagnosis, causes of narcissism, treatments for narcissism, what it's like to date narcissists, common traits, especially in relationships with narcissists, and also some examples for you to potentially draw from. So hopefully at this point, I've given you a lot of information and personal experience and some nuggets of wisdom to get the balls in motion in your mind to think about possibly some of the people in your own life that may be displaying these traits. I'm hoping not, but if you are resonating with some of the things that I discussed today, this is an opportunity for you to reflect and have some consideration around who you're allowing in your life and also to take action. This is just part one of a two-part series on narcissism and narcissists, how to spot one, how to deal with one if they're in your life, and also what it's like to date one if you find yourself in that situation as well. I would like to put out their homework for this episode which is to really just start thinking about all the different relationships in your life all the different connections you have that are the ones that are really important to you and just do a little analysis if any of the traits the unhealthy traits I should say that I've been discussing today are seeming to become apparent in your mind because sometimes I have found in my life when I hear stories from other people about their recap of what they're dealing with or what they've gone through, that starts making me go, oh my goodness gracious, I actually totally can identify with some of this or oh my goodness, I'm so blessed to not have to deal with this and that's a really, really amazing space to be in. I wanted to have this conversation in this episode around this stuff because regardless of whether it's directly affected 
affecting you or not, maybe you can then have this information to help somebody else maybe right now or in your future who might be dealing with a narcissist in their lives because it's not an easy situation to deal with. And so with that being said, this is the end of part one, but it's going to be continued in the next episode, which is part two of this. As always, I want to drive it back to the people that you surround yourself with are ultimately not going to create, but they certainly are going to affect the paradise that you have within. And I'm first and foremost always going to say that you create your own happiness and that external things are not going to ever be the cause of what makes you happy. But I'm 100% a believer that the people that we have in our lives certainly do affect our mental health, our well-being, and our happiness levels. Hence why I created this episode because if you're experiencing any of these unhealthy traits, behaviors, or tendencies in your life right now because of someone else, then that's definitely not going to help you pave your path to paradise. I do want to end the episode on a positive note because I know that when you do sometimes find yourself in these sticky situations, especially in your relationships, it can feel really defeating, it can feel really deflating, it can feel really desperate desperate at times and really dismal as though there's no hope but I can assure you guys whatever you're dealing with in your relationships you are always 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 stronger than the problem at hand it might not feel like it in this very moment but I can assure you because I've been in those low spaces too myself you are stronger than whatever you're dealing with you are given all the tools you need to break through whatever it is that you're struggling with and I have complete faith and belief that you guys can do it because if I can do it then you can too so with that said thank you so much for tuning into this episode episode. If you're loving our time together and love to support this podcast, then please share it. Leave me a five-star review and of course subscribe to hear future episodes, which I will be coming out with part two as my next Pave Your Paradise episode. So if you love this one, please tune in because I'm going to continue diving into this topic of narcissism. I'll be sharing the different types of narcissists because they come in all sorts of packages and you want to know how to spot each one if there's hope is there hope if you're actually dealing with a narcissist in your life that things can improve how to cope with one if it's somebody that you love and you do not want to end the relationship and also when to stay or leave because ultimately that is a really important question you're gonna have to ask yourself so please tune in and I'm also going to be sharing an incident that I've actually never revealed publicly before that has to do with this topic. So hopefully you can wait till the next episode. It won't drive you crazy. <laughs> All right. So make sure you tune into part two of the Narcissist series. On that positive note, that's it for this episode. I'm sending you guys so much love, so much light, and I'm wishing you a positive, peaceful, and progressive journey until next time. Mwah. Thanks so much for joining me. If there's anyone you know who you think could benefit from hearing today's episode, it would mean the world if you'd share it with them. Love what you heard? Then please subscribe. If you really love what you heard, then please leave a review with your honest and loving thoughts. 
This podcast wouldn't be possible without your support. If you feel called to, please make contributions to my podcast fund that helps me to keep it going strong, bringing on amazing guests for you, and to continue the ripple effect of spreading goodness in the world. I appreciate you, your time, and your energy, and I love hearing from you, so drop me a line on social media. As always, I'm wishing you a positive day and your own piece of paradise. Until next time, sending you love and light and keep shining.